hour of Wildey and Tausch begins now. So, do we all have an agreement on the Gwismot, the greatest Wisconsin sports moment of all time, as Bart Starr's sneak in the ice bowl? Or do we have some disagreement on that? Because that one, for me, was the first I thing I thought feel of. Like, yeah, I almost feel like everything is generational, though. You know, uh, well, it I wasn't was alive obviously for the Lombardi era is the gold standard for all Wisconsin sports. There's, I don't think there's anything close because of the amount of championships that were won. But you know, none of us were alive for it. I would not so miss it's that. it's really hard. Like, Gwismode. You hear Don Hudson was great, and all stats indicate it. I don't know. I mean, unless you go down and break down film and watch every game in the 20s and 30s, it's tough to really say, well, Hudson's the GOAT. But we can acknowledge that Don Hudson, anytime you're talking about all-time great Green Bay wideouts, needs to be in that conversation. But for us, I think it, you have to at least look at it in more modern terms. And I don't think there's anything bigger than Giannis bringing a championship to Milwaukee. Right, but that, that, I mean, me. that's a championship. Is that a moment, though? Like, we're talking about the Aaron Rodgers plays, right? Are we not yeah, the, value. the same standard? I think the value down the value. Is winning that game. Uh, it's hard to say, uh, you know, the block in game four. You, you can look at all those moments that lead to. Right. The reason championships are so treasured is because. That gives you your marking point for your generation. And when you can get to the mountaintop, everybody feels it and loves it. And moments along that ride are what typically people remember. The Bucks run is as substantial as anything you, you could say. Obviously, we could look at and say, well, Favre throwing the touchdown to Andre Risen to start the Super Bowl and run with the helmet off. Huge moment in that, right? Uh that feels like it's a long time ago. I just look at from a recency standpoint, for, for me, being a big Wisconsin Badger basketball fan that I am, uh, beating Kentucky and then drinking the Omni Hotel out of Coors Light, that was a hell of a night. And what a moment. We'll never forget it. Like the looted uh, Easter Bunny the next morning, the whole weekend trip, other than the stinky ending and the Coach K, ugh, Everything else was just, it was a one of those deals you'll never forget those. That's what you're looking for, and when it comes to that piece of it, winning a championship is a big deal, and that's why it's it's so hard to do and why there's frustration from Packer fans that we've only got one in the Rodgers era. So you're saying there's a built-in bias. Like, for me, I would think maybe, I don't know, Robin Yount hitting two home runs in Baltimore for them to win the AL East in 1982 on the last day of the season, which leads to them making it to the World Series, but they don't win the World Series. Like, I just think it's really... Accomplishments are one thing, moments are another. And walk-off home runs... I mean, it, it was just a Sunday game, Easter Sunday game in 1987 in a season that they didn't even make the playoffs. But, like, hearing... Bob Euchre called Dale Swaim's home run a walk-off home run on Easter Sunday when I was 15 years old. Yeah, I was alive for that uh, as compared to the Ice Bowl, but the stories of the yeah. Ice Bowl quarterback sneak makes it hard to put Dale Swaim's home run when I was 15 ahead of it. And, Fair. you know, stories about, uh, you know, 
the Melamans' dad pulling Vince Lombardi's hat off in the celebration. That's a pretty good moment. So, Jesse, what are we getting both on the Aaron Rodgers front and on the Wisconsin front on our social media questions? Because you posted them in both places. Yeah, so uh, Mike the Postman. Big uh, Rutledge and Hamilton guy, Mike the Postman. But he chimes Wait, let me out. guess. Okay. He's going to say Daryl Bevel's touchdown run in the Rose Bowl. Uh, no, that would oh. be incorrect. That, that should be on the list, too, by the way. Uh, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to the Badgers one in a moment here. But Mike the Postman says Giannis's block of Aiton or Holiday's alley-oop, the valley-oop, en route to the NBA Finals win. So those... Yeah, Mike knows. Postmen know what they're doing. They're very <laughs> You didn't even pick one. He gave you two. Tausch is big with the Postman. That's what I did. There's a lot of moments in that championship run that, obviously, KD having his big old shoe, huge moment, too. That rhymed. I didn't even try. Aysen makes you wonder why. Aysen Stoughton says hiring Barry Looking Alvarez. for a good fish fry tomorrow, okay, too. Could you please let this die? <laughs> I feel like I want to cry. Let's say bye-bye-bye. All right, what do you got, Joe? Hiring Barry Alvarez from Aysen Stoughton. What do you make of that one? Well, on my list, that's pretty high. Don't give me that Why don't look. Why you grab a kite and go fly? <laughs> Jesse's being all shy. Dan and East Troy, B.J. Raji's interception against Chicago. Ah, oh, that's a big yes. Now it's yeah. pretty fly. Yeah. Oh, guy. Come on, guy. <laughs> Jesse looking like you want to die. Uh, Mike and Madison, how about the 2006 men's hockey and women's hockey team national championships? Did they both that was fly. the same year? That was very fly. We already did that one. Now you're, you've run out of creativity. How about Wisconsin? You know who was a great corner? Dre Bly. <laughs> and now we've reached the point in the show where we just start blurting out names that rhyme. Oh, sigh. Jesse? Matt Hamilton chimes in the 2018 men's gold medal curling uh, gold medal. Oh, I like the 2022 one better. Yeah, the fourth place. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Wisconsin-Kentucky 2015, the um, upsetting Kentucky in the Final Four. I think everyone remembers where they were for that game. That that, Mm. that was really cool. Uh, The Dwayne Wade big moment in 2003. Getting past the Elite Eight to get Marquette back to the Final Four was pretty cool. Um, for me personally, when the Brewers walked off the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2011, I think I've shared this before, but I was at that game. My, my, in Georgia's sure? section. In Georgia's section. Uh, it was a bunch of the people that I had gotten to know from going to so many games over the like seven or eight years that I'd been doing it. And so to be there... For that moment, and to look around and just see the jubilation for all these people that you had this bond with, is like these are all the season ticket holders, the regulars that are always out here, and you get you like you, you, they become your friends. And to be there celebrating that moment, my friends were there, for, like my high school friends, are, we're we're all like celebrating that moment. The confetti flies, Niger Morgan or Carlos Gomez scores on the Niger Morgan hit. That one for me, like that, the feeling in that moment, being at that game. Like I would imagine, it felt as good as a lot of people who were like in the Deer District when the Bucks won the finals because it was the first time in forever the 
Brewers had won a playoff series. That one, for me, I will always remember. That's one of the most cherished I'll ever have. So did you have season tickets, or does, did George as a an usher get, like, two complimentary tickets? Because you're talking like all your friends were sitting in that section. You sat there all the time. Well, and you were what? Tw- you were a college student. The, the statute of limitations might be up, so I can share that. Uh, oh, jeez. You know, we'd buy maybe the, the Euchre ticket for a buck, and then uh, there might have been some space available that we could slide down. You know, get some of the cheap obstructed yeah. view tickets upstairs and work your way. It's good. Uh, you, be you careful. Get. You could cost George his place in the Miller Park AmFam Field uh, sports service uh, Usher Hall of Fame with these kinds of admissions, so be careful over there. There's some older ones rolling in, like uh, Mike says, 1957 Hank Aaron Homer to win the NL pennant, then beating the Yankees. Is that one that's in the Don Hudson category where it was so yeah. long ago that does it qualify? Yeah, I think yeah. it's... Uh, it's like Oatsy. That would be one that I would expect the goat to the goatsy Oatsy. Yeah, I wonder if Oatsy's listening. This would be an area where he could be very helpful. What about Ron Dane? You were on the field for him setting that record. Yeah, I mean, obviously the moments when you're playing is different, but I'm just looking at it from a fan perspective, and I think the part that's tough is that it is about the end result. And you're going to value those moments more when you get it done. No doubt. It, there's so many moments, and especially the last decade, where we have just been, if you want to call it snake bit or just came up short, There's those moments don't, you, you they're great in that time, but when you don't finish it and close the deal, it's like Tiger Woods, if he, that when he chips in on 16, if he doesn't win the Masters, he's not going to look at that as some great moment. Right. It was awesome, but he, you know, if uh, what's his name, the Gator dude, uh, I can't remember which golfer it was. He was a Florida Gator. If he had come Andy back North? and beaten him in overtime, no, it wasn't Andy. Uh, if he ends up come back and beating him, that moment isn't doesn't stay the same, and that's why the block and the uh, value oop and all that has moved in because those are great moments but if they get beaten six nobody cares it's like oh great no that was fun but nobody cares my only issue with with the again going back to the bucks uh, awesome first title in 50 years everything else it's not like jordan with the shot where he leaves his hand up there against byron russell in utah like there's it does there there's a debate even on which of those two is the greater moment, right? And so that's the struggle I have with figuring that out. I would also add this. For you, I know you just talked about the end result, but whether it's on the field for Dane or being on the field in Oakland with your old quarterback on that night, like I understand you don't go on to win the Super Bowl in 2003, but for you, maybe like Ben Brust, who obviously had great moments where they went to the Final Four. He also has that shot he made against Michigan. But how would you choose the one that you were involved with? Is it got to be Oakland, even though the end result of winning the championship doesn't come to fruition? How does that? How do you process that from your own moments? of? Because none of us know what this feels like. You and Ben and a few others, t- Tony Smith, Chewy, etc., you guys are in a different category than the rest well, of us. I mean, the Al Harris pick, you, you always are, the from just a sheer elation of joy, 
that Raiders game, it was more. I can't believe this is actually happening. There was we because we blew them out of the water. Right. It doesn't sting the same. It doesn't kind of ring the same because it was such a blowout. You know, the same thing when you're talking about beating Seattle in the Snow Globe game. Uh, it has to have that finality and the big play drama to really ring true. And that's why I think the ones we mentioned with Rodgers, whether it was the play to Cobb down in Chicago or uh, you know the, the Hail Marys against the – that's why those are so memorable because you don't want to remember them if you lose. You want to get it out. You can't, but you want to get rid of it. So that's the difference, I think. Chris DeMarco, thanks, Mood Dog. My boy Mood Dog texts me. Chris DeMarco was the Gator that was in a head-to-head battle uh-huh. with Tiger Woods. I thought Chris DeMarco in. was the name of Mood Dog, so thanks for clarifying. No, Mood Dog texts me and said it's Chris DeMarco. Appreciate okay. you, Mood Dog, for doing the research that I was hoping our panel would do. Uh, I've been combing through a lot of responses here. Sean and Sun Prairie brought Antonio Freeman's He Did What Catch. Mm. Where does that one rank? Because it's just a regular that would season be on my game, list too. but it, it was awesome. You were there. Yeah, I was. That was I, I. I saw that because I ended up not blocking anyone. My guy kind of rolled back, <laughs> and then they brought a blitz from somewhere else. So I was kind of just standing there. So I, as you're taught, run down the field after the ball is gone. And I thought, I don't think that ball hit the ground. And I saw really? Chris Dishman never touched him. Free gets up because he's smart, gets up, runs in, and we're all kind of looking like, I hope nobody blew a whistle because I think this is legit. And then the Jumbotron shows it, rain's pouring down on us, and Free was like, yeah, man, this thing's over. And sure enough, it was. Chris Dishman cut the next day for not touching uh, Antonio Freeman down. Oh, I didn't remember that little detail. Yeah. Yep. He did what? Wonder where that's that... probably Al Michaels. Is I, that Al Michaels' second I was, most I famous so. call? I was just going to ask that question. We're all on the same page. That's amazing. Uh, do you believe in miracles? They did call that the Monday Night Miracle. He did not use miracle in that instance. Jesse, you got one or two more? So the people that are saying, like, hiring Barry Alvarez, drafting Giannis, hiring Ron Wolf, those don't count, right? Because in the moment... No, they don't count. It, like it, it's count. not the the big feel of the moment. Those are moves that are made to bring you back, or b- biggest moves in Wisconsin sports. It's not moments, though. Chef Ed's got a good one. Mm. Okay. Uh, I was not alive for this one. The time he won the international cooking contest in 1987. No, that's not it. Uh, Al McGuire crying on the bench as Marquette won the national title. That's an iconic pick. I'm it sure is. that was him. I was not alive for that either. I'm sure that was a moment. Though. It's winning the championship. Like, that one, totally a, mm-hmm. totally get that that one would be up there, too. Uh, several people saying Nick Collins sliding into the end zone with the pick six in the Super Bowl. Oh, on his knees with his arms extended. Mm-hmm. He dives into the end zone, but yes. There you go. Way to correct all of our... <laughs> Just want to be clear. Uh, no, I understand. Facts, facts I, matter. I understand. And and last one from yeah. Kayla in Sun Prairie. Please continue the rhyming. Thank you, Kayla. I don't like the fact you guys cut me off like you did. I didn't like that one bit. I thought that was a load of... I didn't swear. Uh, nobody, you know nobody, nobody cut you off. You ran out of rhymes. No one cut you off. You just decided... Oh, ain't that stopped a crime. After... <laughs> 
You know what I love with my with my Coors Light? A lime. Well, you should tell us no, about Coors Light because the time is right. Uh, it's always right when it's Coors Light. You'll have one Don't tonight. Don't you fright because it's going to be a beautiful, bright night. If you have a Coors Light brew, the three-step cold process, cold lager, cold filtered, and it is cold packaged, so it is made to chill. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing. It is crisp and is only 102 calories. That's why it is Coors Light in my hand when I need a moment to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We'll get some more of your that moments. moment. Hey, that overtime win with Greg Jennings, 80-yard tutter yeah, on a fake 07. 93. I had a backside all mano y mano. Held up, touchdown down the left sideline to G-Gen. What a night that was. Thank you for your service and your protection on that play. More next. It's Will the Tausch. We want all our players here in the offseason. I think, you know, uh, like Matt and his staff, I think it's just when you guys are together, first of all, I think there's more energy in the building, certainly when you're quarterback and your leaders in the building. Um, so we want all our guys here. It's, it's, it's optional and voluntary, as you guys know, uh, with the exception of a mandatory minicamp. So, um, but we would like, you know, we, we invest a lot in these guys, and we would certainly like that investment back from all of our guys. But, you know, there's, there's rules for a reason, and, and they're you know, negotiated with the, in the CBA. So, um, you know, I know a lot of the veteran players probably need less, you know, of that. Um, but sometimes our younger players need those guys here as well. So um, as we get moving, you know, into this next season, we'll kind of see how that goes. That is Brian Gutekunst talking on Friday, January 13th. Relevant now because of our conversation yesterday. Are there lots of great moments left if 12 comes back? Was there a great moment this year that you look back on from him that you think, well, yeah. that should be in the yeah. conversation? Yeah, I think the throw to Christian Watson and allowing Watt and Rodgers recognized it right at the time, over the shoulder, uh, Tutter, that really got Green Bay going and gave us the very, very, very frustrated, which is my favorite part, of the entire 2020 season. Very, very, very frustrating. That was the highlight of this season for the Green Bay. That Dallas Cowboy game was, bar none, the best game of the season. When you're watching just, I know the Viking game at home, we, you know, rolled Minnesota. But okay. from a fan standpoint and watching, we all kind of thought, all right. And then no validation on Validation Thursday. And from that point on, it was just a complete and utter blech. So they do win some games they in a row. give up 330 yards to Ryan Tanny. Yeah, that's... I still don't know how that happened. Remember when... Jimmy we... Leonard went to giving up 330 yards to uh, Tanny. We Hill. asked near the end of the season what was the most disappointing loss of the year, and I don't think you answered validation Thursday, but it no, sure I did. seems like you're saying validation no. Thursday. No, he did. I did you, say you, that. He definitely did. That, he, hey, that you guys been... said, oh, no, no. No, that was the game because... You guys, from a player's standpoint, I think a lot of times everybody thinks they understand momentum and confidence. An NFL locker room is very fragile. Things can go haywire quick. That'll make you sick. when When you start building confidence 
and you start getting that vibe, you roll with that. And it can't be choppy, choppy, choppy. You have to ride the good times. You're going to get punched in the mouth. You're going to have clunkers. This team needed that validation Thursday more than any because they're young and because they weren't confident. A lot of guys walking around not figuring things out. And had you done that with that mini buy, and then you're going into Philly, all the whole season's complexion changed when you get beat by Ryan Tannehill. And he throws for his, maybe his career high ever. It just it made you sick as a Packer fan. And that locker room never, I don't think, ever really captured how good they could be because they could never get anything rolling, and that game would have validated what they did against Dallas. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, they still had a chance to make the playoffs if they beat Detroit at home, which they should have done. They should have. Should they have? Did you get get what you deserved? Aaron Rodgers said yes when I asked him that after the Detroit game. But to your point, look, they lost by seven to the Eagles who end up playing in the Super Bowl. I know we can't play this game. But when you talk about confidence and momentum, it's not like they were slouches against the Eagles in that game. And Rodgers injures his ribs, and Love comes in and drives them to pull them within a touchdown. That's what drives, and Jason, that's what drives you nuts about this team and everybody trying to tell you that their roster's not good enough and all of the other stuff. And obviously when you go 8-9, your roster wasn't good enough or your chemistry and coaching wasn't good enough. I would say all of those things right. apply. No but when you go toe-to-toe with a team that at that point had one loss, and you're at their place on a Sunday night, you just lost to Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans, and you go, like you said, toe-to-toe, and the defense played like Garbanzo for a big piece of it, there was nobody that came out of that game saying, we can't roll with these boys, we're not physical enough. We blocked him up probably. We blocked him up okay. Uh, not as good as we would have hoped, but I got after it. And once you settled in, you could play with anybody. And that was the part that was frustrating as a Packer fan, that you couldn't put that streak together you needed to get over the hump. You beat the Cowboys. You validate yourself with the Titans at home on a short week. Suddenly the now, last game the Titans won. That season, too. Uh, suddenly now you go into Philly. Hey, it's not out of the realm of possibility you win that hey. game. That then you the won, game then the they won four team. in a row. Yes. Yeah, I, I heard you. Last game. To, no, it's a, literally. Yeah. It was the last game the Tennessee Titans won on the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was at Lambeau Field on a Thursday night. Validation Thursday. That's the last time they win? Yeah. Makes you sick. Sick, I tell you. Because they did go on a four-game winning streak. And you don't give a lick. You guys don't even give a lick. It makes me sick. I don't know what else I could. There's a couple things I could say right now. I'm tired of the (laughs) shtick. That rhyme. That's pretty good. That was one of them. Well... Old girl's not. We're gonna we're gonna give old girl what she's looking for. They went four in a row after Philly, though. Is my point. I mean, mm-hmm. you could see. And again, this is what ifs is for losers, and they were losers. They've lost more games than they won. Damn, that's harsh, isn't it? Though, isn't it true? So what we're saying here is, you could have finished the year 
on an eight-game winning streak if you'd have gotten it done against the Titans. Isn't that basically what we're saying? And well, everybody you, views you, you completely differently. Uh, even if you lose to Philly the way they did, nobody is walking. Just like in our Super Bowl season, losing to New England, I'll tell you what, uh, moral victories are for losers, sure. But they're also for building. You can still build confidence and lose, right? which sounds crazy. You actually had two but games that year you, like that. Jason, I'm telling you that the group that year, Nobody thought Tom Brady, Gillette Stadium, Sunday Night Football, Matt Flynn, Matt Flynn. And you go up there, and if it wasn't for old boy returning that kick before half, that's a whole different ball game. which, again, was one of the great moments is just as someone on the yeah. sideline. Uh-huh. What a moment that was for big people. You lose that game, but you came out of there, and everybody in that locker room was like, man, we can yep. get going here. I remember this that. This was encouraging. And that never happens in the NFL. I also remember earlier in that season, you guys went to Atlanta and lost, and it was one of the few times in my career where it didn't feel like a losing locker room at all. It was, we can beat these guys. If we got to play them again in the playoffs, we're going to beat these guys. And lo and behold, that's exactly what you did in a huge way against the number one seed. Isn't it crazy? That was probably Aaron Rodgers' greatest game he ever played is in that dome, the pass rush getting after him, and that we don't even have a moment in that game. Traymond Williams picking that pass off is what everybody remembers from that game. Uh, I remember him spitting out of what should have been a sack, and I swear his eyes were closed when he did it. It was it, it, That is one of my most memorable it plays for him. It was his greatest game he's ever played as a, as a quarterback. Greatest game. Maybe someday we'll get him back on the show. We can ask him to confirm that. All right. We need to get to Woe Nelly. Or maybe we can just rhyme a bunch. Oh, we haven't done trivia yet. Hmm. <laughs> Love the end of the game <laughs> trivia. Jason, do you think there's a greater game that Aaron Rodgers ever played than that I'm one? I'm going to be honest. I didn't even realize that we had neglected to because of Dean Blandino and everything else. Ah. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to talk anymore. We got to get to Walt Alley. We don't have time to be discussing greatest games anymore because we're playing trivia to end the show. I seriously, I totally didn't realize that until you did that. Now you've I mean, ruined. You you've perplexed. ruined the final Man. 25 minutes of the show. Have been ruined, Jerry. And it's by my angst. Still a perfect week going on. Oh, it is Man. perfect week time. Pressure cooker. Who wants to accept that challenge? Who wants to accept that challenge? Not me. More Wilde and Tausch, straight ahead, stick around. This one goes out to the one. If you were listening to the program earlier, which hopefully you were, if you weren't, you can always catch up on Wisconsin On Demand, presented by Google Offices, one call, that's all. Uh, you heard Tausch make a reference to a, a current study that uh, our great partners at LabCorp are doing with a few uh, healthy but uh, corpulent men with Lab Lab Corp has a variety of open trials now that will fit your schedule. And if you're looking for more money, buy eggs, down payment on your house, windows, vacation. Right now, Lab Corp has studies for healthy adults ages 18 to 60 with a body mass index between 18 and 32. The study involves one stay of eight nights, 
plus seven follow-up visits, and you can be compensated up to $10,328. And you can receive up to $300 per qualified participant. They also have a trial where they're looking for healthy, overweight males and females, ages 18 to 55. Females must be of non-childbearing potential, with a body mass index between 30 and 39.9. Study involves one stay of six nights, compensation up to 3700 bucks. That will be provided for your time and participation. Again, go to LabCorpClinicalTrials.com. That's LabCorpClinicalTrials.com. You correct a guy once. Time now for Woe Nelly. If the topic is good, the guys discuss. Just three other morning, I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, Mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I gotta stay hungry for the crimson tide. But if it's not, the show must go on. It's time for Woe Nelly on Wilby and Tausch. Former NFL quarterback and NFL network contributor David Carr says his brother Derek's free agency is expected to be a, quote, long process. If you're Derek Carr, are you cool with your brother talking about your free agency process on NFL Network and other media outlets? Uh, it's his job, and I believe they probably had discussions, and da- David is probably like, yo, I'm going to have to talk about this. How do we want to frame this? In a way that's going to be best for you. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think you'd want that. In an ideal world, no. In an ideal world, he'd be doing something else and Carr could kind of go about his business. But the bottom line is, I think you have to understand where you're at in the pecking order of things. And Derek Carr's finding out he's going to be behind Aaron Rodgers. If the Jets feel like they can get him, I think the New Orleans Saints would take him right now. I think he has that bird in the hand with his old coach. And I think he's probably looking at like, all right, let's see if I can't leverage, get a little more rip, 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 cashola. Since he's not in that lab corp uh, viewpoint, his body mass index isn't big enough, he can't go True. pick up that 10300 bucks. So he's got to wait and see if he can get more money by utilizing the Jets or another team to help ramp up his value when eventually I think he ends up in New Orleans. Um, there has been, I have seen a few people with this pos- position and this opinion uh, suggesting that the Jets should get just commit to Derek Carr and not wait for Rodgers. In terms of a timeline, is there some urgency for the Jets? Because if you wait for uh, Rodgers, you lose out on Carr, and then Rodgers goes back to the Packers, it's kind of a musical chairs type of deal for them at quarterback, isn't it? Now, here's the deal. I think the Jets are going to look at this and say, is Derek Carr going to make us an instant Super Bowl contender? If that answer is yes, then absolutely they're missing it. They're telling you again, words are, oh, you could be a first-team Hall of Famer. Oh, da, da. Tell me about that action, boss. Mm-hmm. Tell me what kind of check you're willing to write. And that obviously ain't where it needs to be as far as Derek Carr goes. So do I think that he could be an upgrade over Zach Wilson? Sure. Right. Does he move the needle enough for the Jets to say, we have to have this guy? The answer to that is no. Or he would be a New York Jet already. Well, and no. when you're a Jet, you're a you're Jet, a jet. All the way. Whoa, Nelly! Big West Side Story guy, Tauschus. Till your last dying day. Today is National Chili Day. 
Hope, oh. hope Derek Blakesley is celebrating appropriately, as is Brad Childress. What is the key to a perfect cup of chili, Tausch? Uh, I think it all comes down to the onion. I think you need to dice it up enough. Uh, some people love the raw onion and have that crunch. Uh, for me, I want the onion taste, but I don't necessarily want to feel like I'm chewing on an onion. I want it diced precisely. The meat has to be seasoned properly, and then it's all just kind of meld itself together. But the onion, to me, is the key to a good chili. Yes, the key to a good chili is not having any onions in it at all. Uh, also, the uh, meat is it hearty? Do we get a, a do you get a good little chunk of meat with every spoonful, along with your kidney bean and whatever else you're getting in there? Uh, I want I want some nice, you know. Uh, well, we agree, no noodles with our chili. Yeah, I'm not noodles. No, no noodles. Team Tausch on that one. When I'm eating before I go to my last It's a real shame test. Jesse didn't bring that up. Uh, that was one of our discussions this week on, because I think there's a different calendar with Wisconsin's morning news and WTMJ compared to Jesse Nelson. Well, and they do it again? They had National Chili Day Nelson. a different day. Uh, I, I ain't putting anything that it was Chili Day, but we discussed Chili, we, and it was a couple days. Do ago. we have Grilled Cheese Day circled on the calendar this year, by the way? We should definitely make sure we've got that straightened out. That was the one that was controversial last year, that they celebrated it like two days before we did. Hmm. Bad job by them. I don't remember that. Time for trivia. Oh, snap. He's rattled. It seems early. Are we we done with uh, Woe Nelly? It's 11.47. We got to get a caller. We got to tell the category. Yeah, I'm rattled. Jesse? Are you at all worried about giving the category out now that old boy from yesterday prepped? Googled and had answers ashy. Are you not at all concerned about giving the category? I am concerned. To the... I am concerned. I, that's, I'm you not, are? I'm, I'm not, not either. I'm not giving it out until right before it's time to play, like we are right now. Oh, wow. I think that was a mistake. I Jesse, think we, what's the category for think today's we compromised tribute? our situation. I said you're not going to, but Jesse, what is the category? Uh, appropriately named Last Second Heroics. Cheating. Cheating. <laughs> Last Second Heroics. Guys. The third question of trivia today might be my new favorite trivia question that I'm going to keep in my back pocket for various situations. Love the third question in today's trivia. Mm. For what? Well, favorite since trivia it's... question of all time? For oh, what? It might be. Yeah. Uh, since Jesse loves the third question so much, we'll make it easy. We'll take caller three. 844-770-3776. I don't care what you're about to say. I'm not going to let you say it. So just, you might as well just take your headphones off. Don't even, I saw you. You saw something on your phone. You're ready to blurt something out. We don't have time. Caller 3-844-770-3776. Trivia's next. It's Wilde and Tausch. Jesse, I'm not sure I've ever gotten a more convoluted first time contestant text message from you than the one I received. So, let me just say, and then you can explain it when we welcome him in, time now for trivia. Oh, snap! Will the Intouch contestants are competing to win crispy, fresh, delicious snacks from Oh Snap Pickle and Company. When not just any snack will do, experience Oh Snap Pickled Veggies. Oh, snap! 
All right, Jesse, uh, you know I love welcoming in first-time contestants, but who is this person and what exactly did you do to them? All right, remember last week when I admitted that I accidentally congratulated the wrong caller as being the trivia contestant when we said caller 11 and I congratulated caller 8? This... I remember that very vividly. And this honest person who said, didn't you ask for caller 11? Yep. Instead of just saying, thank you, and I don't know how many chips I bet, but I'm keeping them all yep. on that push. Oh, boy. This is the infamous caller 8. This is that honest fella. And not only that, but he is Ryan in McGuanago, but not your nemesis Ryan in McGuanago. Is that correct? He is, not yet. He is a... Bizarro Ryan in McGuanago. Well, now you, so you hung up. You you, you you did the hey, what's that on your shirt? Boop thing last time when he played, and now you just called him a bizarro Ryan. Yeah, that means he's a good guy because the other one's my nemesis. Also, two minute warning. Hi, Ryan. Are you ready oh, to boy. play? I am ready, guys. Okay, I'm sorry. We're giving you short shrift here. Uh, the category is last second heroics we need them from you question number one and if you're listening to the show that certainly helps your chances here which packers tight end caught the pass from aaron Rodgers, which helped set up mason crosby to kick the game-winning field goal to beat the dallas cowboys in the nfc divisional round of the 2016 nfl playoffs martellus bennett jared cook or jermichael Bubba Chamura. Jared Cook. One for one. Perfect week. God, you guys Perfect week. Minute 15. 10 out of 10. All right. In the second round of the 2016 NCAA tournament, Wisconsin's Bronson Koenig hit a buzzer-beating three-point shot to elevate the seven-seed Wisconsin past which two-seed cheered on by superfan Bill Murray. Is it Pittsburgh, Villanova, or Xavier? It's Xavier. Next question. You're running out of time. God, I like this guy. <laughs> 40 seconds. Question three. Two Milwaukee Brewers pitchers have delivered walk-off hits in franchise history. Giovanni Gallardo is one. Who is the other? Is it CC Sabathia, Glendon Rush, or Manny Parra? Uh, let's go Glendon Rush. Wow! Perfect Wow! Oh, shit. What a finish! Greatest finish ever in Wisconsin. And will be a Tausch trivia. Wow! Way to go, Ryan. We got to go. Thanks for coming along for the ride with us today. Have a great day. The perfect week stays intact. It's Wilde and Tausch.